Awesome date. Um, a date in November. Awesome topic. NecoCon 11. This is the Awesome Cast. Hey folks, and welcome back to the Awesome Cast. I'm Basil. I'm Lee. And I'm Nobody. And guest starring today is a man known only as... Barry? No, Barry. Barry! I think I need a theme song. Yeah, you do. Well, you can ask Mr. Inibito later. Thanks. He's a Barry. Also... As we covered earlier, nobody will also answer the name of Douglas. It's true. I will also answer the name of Douglas. I'm just all kinds of up with these names things. That's right. Okay, so in case you haven't noticed yet, we're, um, unfortunately it's been a sad day. Our condenser mic has broken. Yeah, it was terrible. Bastard. And so we're using our portable interview mic as our actual mic. So Our hot Troy Baker mic. Hopefully it doesn't suck too bad. His spit may have touched it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, I adjusted some of the settings within the microphone so it might sound better now. Awesome. I've also raised the gain on it so it might sound better too, or at least louder. Mm. So hopefully it'll work out, and if not, oh well. How did it, the interview end up sounding? Because, you know, I don't actually listen to the awesome cast. I'll, I'll, so. I listened to him, and I thought it was pretty awesome. I love listening to the guy that plays... Uh, uh, Yuri talking about him playing through it and then getting to the and then he lost the first boss battle against the guy who plays uh was it Zagi or whatever yes Zagi which is Vic Manugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugugug
They used to play on... It was uh, played on Nickelodeon when we were kids. I miss David the Gnome. Like, I actually <laughs> grew up watching it. Didn't realize it was actually further until later. Anyways, back in the day... Um, well, not so back in the day. Back when I was a kid, I loved the show. But a few years ago, I went to a local college anime club, and they were showing it because the president had a hard-on for the series still. It did not hold up to the test of time. I have, I've been learning that lately. Me the, too. The gems of my childhood turn out to be... Uh, Shit. Some, yeah, not some, gems of my childhood. Sometimes nostalgia is a tricky mistress. I don't know what you guys are talking about. The gems of my childhood all held up to the test of time. Such as? Watership Down. Ah! You know. Ah! Psychedelic bunnies killing other psychedelic bunnies with lots of blood and gore. That that per- held up perfectly fine. Ah! Oh. Over the last unicorn. Last unicorn that was, was good. great. That, that, that holds up to the death time. I'm talking like Thundercat. Great anime, great, uh, great cartoon. Man, I remember one of the things you showed at the uh, early pain train. You were showing this list of really bad cartoon shows from like the eighties or something, and I actually knew some of them. And I was like, no, <laughs> I actually watched some of those. But in good anime, they're actually um, about to start releasing the next season of Hayate the Combat Butler, and apparently their first, the zero episode, is going to be shipping on DVD. So there we go. So is this over here you're talking? No, no, over there in Japan. Ah. But the important thing is means we're getting more Hayate. Oh, I get you. I got you. And also, uh, apparently, Genyon is changing. They're apparently merging with United, uh, not United, Universal Pictures Japan. What does that mean for us? Um, probably nothing. Except that the guys who make like Helsing and stuff are, they're changing hands again. I thought the guys who made Helsing only uh, did it all themselves. Well, they do, but they work through uh, Genion or Genion. One of the two pronunciations. So we might get episodes faster now? Possibly. They're working with Funimation America to actually bring it out here, so... Excellent. It's going to more or less change what happens over there. To depend, so it'll change what we'll get here just because it's owned by a different company. And they'll probably make changes, and some shows make it now and get made that wouldn't have been made. Some stuff that would have been made will now not be made. Who knows? It's actually the third time. Well, this is the second time it's changed hands. Okay. Originally, it was owned by Pioneer huh. back in the day. But that's when they made, like, Tenshi Muyo and stuff. Yeah. And everyone looks forward. So, moving on. <laughs> I was just thinking about the guy who makes your Esports. So was I, to be honest. I was daydreaming about that. Oh, God, he was hot, was too. He? he was hot. <laughs> Just want to assert that. I like his voice. He was wearing a scarf. Scarves are hot. Speaking of hot guys, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio has said he's not actually going to act in Akira or Ninja Scroll, the live-action adaptations. He's merely producing them. I don't know what to think about that. I so, count that as a plus. They are actually making those, then. Yes, he said apparently he is, a quote, I'm a big fan of Japanese anime. That and another project called Ninja Scroll are trying to get developed and made into a movie. And I know there are a lot of loyal fans out there of the project and diehard fans. We're going to try and do the best job we possibly can. We're not going to make the movie until the script is in the right shape. 
Keep keep in mind that the script has been jumping around for ages. The Ninja Scroll live action? Or well, the Akira one. This is the first yeah. I've heard of the Ninja Scroll one. The Akira one has gone from producer to producer, hand to hand. So who knows if it'll ever really see the light of day. Once Hollywood's finished digesting it, we'll get the results. It's true. Well, again, there has been a lot of changes in in these fandom communities, especially with the actual producers producing it in the past even like five years so there actually is a pretty good chance that we may get a good version a good version you know a lot of the actors are now anime fans themselves so let's hope that everybody will be true to the source that's what i'm hoping it's an optimistic hope but i think it may be you know what we're looking at so who knows hopefully we'll get another speed racer and not another dragon ball the dragon ball what's the deal with dragon ball tell me a little bit about that Bulma shoots guns. What? Yeah. yeah that might be an improvement for Bulma. Um, Piccolo is no longer green. Um, it looks it looks really bad. It looks like they tried to emulate the Matrix and call it Dragon Ball. Oh, okay. I'm still interested in seeing it just because... I can forgive them for making him not green. I can't forgive them if they... Matrix, Matrix. Do something that's not Dragon Ball, I mean. He, he looks now like, kind of like a vampire. Which is funny because the guy's being played by the guy who did Spike on Buff the Vampire Slayer, so. Huh. We will see, though. We should we should watch that and review it whenever it comes out. Oh, yeah, I'm totally going to watch it, but I'm going to watch the Monaco so I can drink alcohol while watching it. Which will probably enhance the experience. But moving along, what's right. next? Uh, Gonzo's reducing the act- their annual anime output from eight shows to four. Is that a good thing? Well, it's Gonzo, so yes, which means there's less crap to go around. I think occasionally Gonzo maybe does good. I can't think of it. Did they do the the, the mermaid one? The Sentejo oh Hayami? Oh my gosh, Basil. Is that the, the Killers Are Coming to Rock Band? Yes. Oh my god, that's so awesome. That is, that's really awesome. That's so that's, awesome. But that's later. No, we're talking about that now. But I want to tell you how much Gonzo sucks. Okay, we'll, we'll come back to Gonzo. There's plenty of suck of Gonzo to go around. First killers. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, okay. We've hit a po- topic of value. Yes, yes, yes. I knew we were talking to nobody this time, so I made sure I had at least one news item that Excellent. you want to hear. I've got soul, but I'm not soul. Apparently they're adding two sets of songs to both Rock Band and Guitar Hero on the 25th of November. Wow. Well, Tor is getting... Um, Two singles from Day and Age, Human and Losing Touch, as well as Mr. Brightside. Rock Band is getting Mr. Brightside, Small Like You Mean It, and Spaceman. Oh, Somebody told me. I love those songs. Who looked like okay, but going back to Gonzo. Going back to Gonzo. That pretty much they're actually that was pretty much it. Oh. They tend to produce crap, and they're now they're producing less crap. But general. they don't always produce. Produce well, crap. When true. they're allowed, like you've said, actually hundreds well, yes. of times over, name some Gon- stuff they've done. Romeo X Juliet. Keep uh, going. The original Helsing. No, that's in their detriment. Keep going. Um, Last Exile. Never heard of it. Um, they tend to do a lot of adaptations, and their adaptations tend to start off okay, but then blow ass near the end. Kind of like um, Sajino Hayame, mm. the Mermaid Mafia one. Yeah, it starts brilliant until it, it sucks. Right, it's uh, another one recent one they did was uh, Rosario plus Vampire. Wait, they did that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, all right. So I agree. they're cutting their they're cutting back they're cutting fifty percent of their show. Yeah. Output. 
hey, they do a really good first three episodes of a lot of stuff. Yep, you're right. They do a lot of really good first three episodes of a lot of stuff. Now, if they're doing their own thing, like a Getsuo was pretty good. But they did they did that? Yeah. The kind of Monte Cristo one? Right. I have a huge heart on for that. I love that. It's right. awesome. I mean, just except for the, uh, you know, the Photoshop layered clothes, which make my eyes bleed. But I love everything else about the show. I keep wanting to watch that show. I watched, like, the first first episode of it and mm. again I had the oh my god my eyes are bleeding from yeah. from the from the photoshop effects but I've heard so many good things about it now I wish I had watched all of it it's you know, pretty awesome you'll have to give me the episodes okay it's one of those things where if they're making it themselves I think they actually care more whereas where they're adapting they're just adapting so it's almost they like care? they ADD away it's like they go look I found this great thing and then they get excited and they do a good job and then they lose interest much like Fans and nerds tend to do, yeah, and moved on to their next project. And hear that, uh, hear that, Gonzo. We're calling you a bunch of nerds. Nerds. Yes, the anime podcast is calling you a bunch of nerds. That's right. Take that to heart. Yes. Take that, Gonzo. And speaking of nerdy things, we finally <laughs> had a release date for Street Fighter Four. February. February seventeenth. Um, 17th. Yep. On PS3 and 360. And later on next week, or the it'll be this week when we actually launch this podcast, on HD. Wednesday and Thursday we'll be getting um, Street Fighter HD Remix. Awesome. And do you think that'll really beat Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe? Yeah, probably. Have you ever seen Sonya kick Superman in the balls? There's just something to be said about that. I'll have to give you that. I hear it plays like Deadly Alliance only slightly better, which means that it's slightly average. What well, is come Deadly on, you could play as the Joker, and yes. then and then kick Sonya in the balls, and then that shoot her off screen. It's kind of interesting in that the European version of that's going to be bloodier and gorier than the American version. Why? Because our teen rating is designed more as a PG thirteen, which means it's centered around thirteen year olds, mm-hmm. whereas they're centered more around sixteen and seventeen year olds. So they get to be the push boundaries further. Man, was it in the past? Wasn't weren't the PAL versions usually tamer? Yes. This is European TV. You turn it on at eight o'clock at night, you can see some movies. I know Monty Python. Right, but they tend to freak out more on violence. But it's mm-hmm. a, so it's a weird disconnect that. Well, it's the Britons that don't really like knives. They're a little touchy about that. But the rest of Europe's pretty cool. That whole Jack the Ripper thing just kind of set them in the bad mood. It kind of cut them. <laughs> That's right. But our actual evenings. Conversation is about NecoCon. Wait, wait, what was that last item? About oh, it was game? going to be about a uh, graphical text adventure that's coming to the DS next year, but I decided that we need to move on. So Uninteresting. Move on. Yeah, pretty much. Bridget, we must ask: Are you, or are you not, a trap? That's for you to find out. Okay. The new opening to Rosario plus Vampire. There you go. If you're, looking for something, if you're looking for some porn music. God, Rosario plus Vampire was so terrible. Like, I don't, I don't care if this gets in the podcast or not. James, you can put it in or not, depending it, it, on what you want. At least that, I think we just need to share that that was so terrible. I mean, it People, the first episode the, was trying. The first three episodes of the oh, entire series were good. Yeah, but I mean, but then when you get to this point, it's like they're not even trying anymore. Like, like guys, <clears throat> seriously, seriously, 
if you like Rosario plus Vampire, you need to stop. Because you're what's wrong with anime fandom. You need to stop liking it and start liking good things so that they stop making fanservice-y crap. Look, Camel Toe is not a selling point. It, it, it there's, let me, give, let me give you my, uh, my little theory here. See, there's, there's porn, and then there's lemon water. See, porn is your heart, is your awesome animes, and lemon water is your Rosario plus vampires. And this is why we don't let Barry on the show. Let, let, let the man finish, <laughs> let the man finish. No, no, that was it. Okay. Draw your conclusions. <laughs> okay. I, thought, I thought you were going to compare it to actual porn. I, I was. Oh. <laughs> the, the the problem with it is that it oh, okay, it you. just shows a bunch of panty shots. Like the show does show a lot of panty shots. We got a little clicker. We watch, we clicked as we watched all the panty shots, and we got to something like in the fifties, which is a low count, as the show normally averages somewhere in the hundreds to one hundred and twenties per episode. But that doesn't make the show good. But there's a problem, there's a disconnect. Like you said, there's the fans that want that. And people like me who would like a romantic deep and maybe exploring different sides of our romance or something like that. People who want that sort of crap, like me, don't get what they want because, you know, so many other people would rather buy the fan service. I don't care about the characters. They can all die and, yeah, they can all die and be replaced with somebody else. All they are is glorified camel toe. Yeah, see, I didn't care. I was like, they can watch this screw us. I'm going to the other room playing WoW for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And I had a good time. I completed some quests. I killed some stingrays. It was a good time, so. Like, I've, I've heard that the manga of Rosario Plus Vampire is good because it doesn't, like, go, oh my god, panty shots, like, every five seconds. It actually does have a plot. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a plot that I would like, but yeah. it's much better than what the anime is doing. At least it's try. If yeah. I wanted to pay a lot of panty shots, I'll just walk through, like, Victoria's Secret or something. Oh, well, you, you can just come master. over to my house, and after I'm taking a shower, chances are I walk from the shower to my bedroom. Who knows what you'll see? But what if you want Well, I know what I'm doing after tonight. It's usually a blur. Don't get your hopes up. No, I'm going to set up, like, a chair and be like, hey. Okay, in a less creepy video, let's go to the topic of tonight. Oh, yes. NecoCon. Yeah, we could spend hours uh, making fun of Rosario plus Vampire. Hey, guys. I'm from the Awesome Cast, the podcast for everything awesome. I couldn't help but notice that you're a white mage and a black mage in hoodies. Nice. Yes, thank you. So what are your names? Uh, Max. Uh, Clifton. So you're about to enter NecoCon. It's your very front line. How long have you waited so far? About two hours, from what we understand. Awesome. Well, awesome now. So what are you looking, looking forward to? Uh, the rave with uh, Greg Iris would be nice. Um, yeah, the, the pa- uh, guest uncensored. The guest list? Guest uncensored. Ah, awesome. I've never been to one, so it, that sounds interesting. It's good. It's Is good it? Time. Well, I just ran out of questions, so hope you all enjoy. <laughs> Any last words? Next time, free register. Oh, and more computers. There you go. Yeah, the way the system works is they actually have five computers set up where you actually fill out all your information, which is immediately sent to their main computer to actually print stuff out. It's kind of neat, but it does take a while. Forever. That's okay. We just interview people in the back of the line, and you're not the people in the front of the line. Yeah. 
to get a little contrast. As were we. As were we. We all enjoy and have a good one. So, NecoCon. NecoCon. I wish I had gone to NecoCon. It was pretty good. It was the first weekend of November. Mm-hmm. So, what's it? Second, third, and fourth, or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Many people may not know, but Virginia is a very long state. It is a very long state. You and see, we live in Huntsville, Alabama. So, it's also a very long drive. Yeah, about 14, 15 hours. Get in case our accents aren't strong enough. Which they probably are, but just in case they're not, the correct pronunciation of Alabama is actually alabama You see, the R is like a silent... Oh, no, it's not a silent R, it's an invisible R that's attached on the end of the A. It's how my grandmother pronounces it, so it must be right. That's right. I don't know, my grandmothers were from Indiana and Missouri, so... Yes, my, my grandmother for years has said that we live in alabama but this time we went to Virginia. No, Virginia. They pronounce it correctly. Very, very, very East Virginia. Like Virginia Beach, Virginia. It was an it was a twelve hour drive. It was actually longer than that because I made them stop every two hours. What when a man's got to pee, a man's got to pee. That's right. But, you know, but that said, it was actually the most pleasant 14-hour drive I've ever had. It was absolutely beautiful. We hit it just right. All the leaves were changing. It was awesome. You'll notice that Barry is saying nothing. Barry you... had different opinions of the trip. Cheer hey, us, Barry. it was the best 14-hour drive I ever took. Whoa, that's completely different. Is that sarcasm and laced? It was the only 14-hour drive I ever took. Was it hell, Barry? Sometimes. Did sometimes. You? Sometimes. The worst part of the trip was there was a stretch right around right around dinner time for us as we were driving through. Oh. And we couldn't decide on a place. We couldn't decide on a place to eat. You know, we'd drive by one place and someone would go, hey, what about this place? And Barry would go, no, there's nowhere there I want to eat. We'd drive by another place. I'd go, oh, there's nowhere there I want to eat. We'd drive by another place. And James would go, oh, there's a place, nowhere there that I want to eat. We would drive by another place, and Basil would go, hey, we can eat at the Krispy Kremes. And I would go, no, Basil, no. Then we'd drive by the Dairy Queen, and I said, oh, we can eat ice cream. And Basil went, no, Douglas, no. And then, and then we went by another place, and Lee called up and said, no, I don't want y'all to eat there. <laughs> now, and every rest stop from here to Virginia has a Cracker Barrel. Now, finally. It's like it's a virus. Finally. Finally, we're just like, okay, we'll just stop at the next place. We don't care anymore. We'll stop at the next place. And suddenly... 45 minutes later, we may have saw a Dairy Queen. Yes. Yeah, that was the point where Douglas has broken down and went, let's eat there. I'll have ice cream. I want you no. You did not have any Dunkin' Donuts earlier. You do not get Dairy Queen now. And the veto rule was up, so it was an acceptable thing. Eventually, the long, as we call it, the void zone of Virginia, after an hour and a half was completed, and we said, there's a McDonald's. We'll eat at a McDonald's. And then drove past the Longhorn and went, steak. And, well, many cows died that night. But for a good cause. A very good cause. It got us to NecoCon. And I have to say, the hotel that NecoCon was in <coughs> is probably... Yeah, it was probably one of the nicer hotels that I think that I have stayed in in quite some time. I've stayed in a number of hotels over the past year, and and I've paid a lot more for a number of hotels over the past years. And that, 
that hotel was the best. The only other one that they get even close to it is the Sheridan in Atlanta, which which was a suite to room too. Well, it did have one thing, though, that I, I do want to point out to everybody who didn't go, in that it had uh, windows into the main hotel, like from your room into the main hotel. It was divided by this little window, and... Uh, you could pretty much see into everybody else's room as you were walking by. So it really kind of, like, triggered your voyeurism to kind of look in and see, hey, what are these guys doing? And okay, hey, what are these guys doing? Interestingly, everyone was having sex, weren't they? Interestingly enough, by the third day, every one of those windows was sealed shut. But on the first night, you could peer in and be like... Mostly it was just people getting last-minute finishing touches done on their costumes. Mm. Of course, the first thing we did when we got into the hotel room was to close our blinds because we had looked into the window of everybody who left their blinds open. Mm. Now, just so anyone understands, we're talking about a hotel room that has two rooms... Um, like one, one with a couch, a TV, and a desk. Cut off in the middle by a kitchenette, which is a sink, a fridge, a microwave, a coffee maker, a bathroom, and then a room with two, uh, two double beds and a TV. I'm used to getting just two double beds, a TV, TV. and a bathroom. Yes. Mm-hmm. And actually I haven't seen many that have fridges and microwaves lately. But you get all that, and the couch in the other room was even a sofa bed where we put James. Well, that's where he chose to go. Chose put. Anyhow. So then there's the convention. Oh yes, the convention. Now we actually spent the entire time just in the, like, in the foyer going, oh man, this is awesome, this is the great, let's watch adults swim, oh man. Oh wait, we should probably leave. NecoCon was a very good convention. Uh, they had their they had their tickets set up kind of in a different way than I'm than I'm used to seeing. Where the pre the usually when you go to a convention, the pre registered line is longer than otherwise. This is the first con I've ever been to where we had where we went to the buy it right now tickets, and it was a longer line. I think what's happened over the course of the past few years is people have learned, because used to be in the past, the pre-reg line was way shorter than the registration line. And I think everyone finally caught the hint to start all pre-regging this year. And suddenly all the pre-reg lines were way longer because everyone actually pre-registered. But by the time NECOCON rolled around, everyone had noticed the trend, and so they switched back. And we didn't catch it enough. Soon enough. So the rule is do whatever the opposite you think you should do? Unless it's a good way, then you do early start. Yeah, I would always do early start whenever you have a chance. I still am a fan of pre-registering, even if, even regardless of the line. I think mm-hmm. you should pre-register because it helps the con out. It helps them get money that they can get guests more and mm-hmm. better. So I always pre-register when I can. And to extenuate this line, we're now going to play some interviews where I talk to people in the lines. Hi folks, this is the Awesome Cast, your podcast for the awesome. We're here at NecoCon 2008. We're here at the very end of the registration line talking to the two poor saps who have unfortunately made it to the last. You are Mark and Jay. So how does it feel to be the last in the registration line? It's a cold and lonely place. It is, it is. We were here earlier. We were the last ones, but we were actually like up near the front of this area. And it was a long wait, so y'all are in, in for a treat. 
Why were y'all stuck here now? Uh, partly traffic, partly because I had a write-in for National Novel Writing Month that I was attending, and uh, thusly got a late start. Oh, fun, fun, fun. So what's your story all about? Uh, it's kind of a post-apocalypse thing. Nice. So why are you here at NECOCON? Because it's NECOCON, and I actually have the month off, and I've never been to one. Awesome. Neither were we. We actually were... We trekked here for We trekked here from Alabama, and here we are. We were like, man... We feel really bad for the last guys here to be in the registration line, so we thought, well, we'll at least keep them entertained for a few moments. Well, that's appreciated. Now, do so, you guys have any DSs or anything like that to keep you entertained while you're waiting in here? Well, amusingly enough, I do have a novel to be working on. Unfortunately, it's sitting in my car. So. Ooh. Bad Ooh. Bad Ooh. Bad my DS is in my car, too. Ouch. Double bad. Oh. Well, fortunately, you aren't the last people in line anymore. There's three people behind you, but... Yes, you are no longer the last ones. So good luck. And now we're going to talk to these folks back here. Thank you. These people just complimented on, on, on my shirt, which is says Garutena. Personally, I'm not a fan of this shirt. Hi. We're the Awesome Cast. We're a podcast for everything awesome. We're here interviewing the last people in the registration lines. So... You are. My name is Nicole Oper. Okay. So, how do you feel to be the last ones in line? I got one too. Emo is on. I am sorry. It's all right. We're from Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we wish y'all good luck, and the many hours will hopefully go by quickly. All right, this is the Ossocast, and this line is really long. In terms of actual size of the convention, I was actually real surprised to see that this con was smaller than AWA. It was smaller? Yeah, it was smaller than Anime Weekend Atlanta. I was expecting it to be bigger. It I was, was too, and it wasn't. I believe it was somewhere between 3,000 and 4,000, where AWA hits around closer to 8,000 now. Whoa. Now, I have to say, I actually really liked the size of this convention. Less stuffy. Well, it was less stuffy, uh, but at the same time, it was big enough. Like, it mm. wasn't like some of the small, smaller conventions that we have around town. Oh, crisis con. Yeah, I, I was going to try to not name names and be gracious, but okay, Lee, we'll do that too. I'm a bastard, and I'll name the names, goddammit. But anyhow, uh, yeah, it was a... It was a big enough. It was a big enough size that it did have a worthy draw. Like it had plenty of people there. I'm sure that uh, if you were entering in if you were entering in contests, you know there was enough people there that you were actually winning something pretty sizable. But it didn't have so many people that you felt like you were drowned out if you were new to it. Mm. It definitely made me feel like it was like aided way about six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, in their artist alley, they had a lot of really good artists in their artist alley. Uh, they also, as I'm sure you could tell by the interview that we did, uh, they had some really good guests there. Oh, yeah. I love you, man, who did Yuri's voice. Oh, man, you should have been there, like, on Saturday night. To skip ahead, they did a, a guest uncensored panel. That was the best panel I think I've ever been to. Really? Like, it was where you could ask the, the guests any question you wanted. And they would probably answer it. I mean, any question. Like? Well, for example, I asked the 
a question that I was surprised it took so long for them to ask. I thought it was a prerequisite. I asked boxers or briefs, mm-hmm. and all of them answered. Some funny, some not, but they all answered. Interesting. It, it was... Troy Baker was in there. Uh, no, uh, well, we can tell which actors were in there. Oh, yeah, you can tell which actors were in there. It's just like one of the things is, is that they said, don't... Go repeating this. First so. rule of uncensored panel is you do not speak of uncensored panel. <laughs> so we're not going to say what they actually said or anything, but... But it was a great experience. If you ever go to NecoCon, go to this panel. It was really worth it. You do get to see a side of the guests you normally don't see. Get in line now or early. Like, or no friends who in high places like we did. Eh. It's the best use of WoW I've ever had. You see, the actual reason why we went was several guildmates are actually helped run the convention. Some in higher spots than others. And so we went, we, our primary reason actually was to visit them. But they also hooked us up with things like the press badges and the chance to do interviews, and it was awesome. Oh, I love Karen. I love Karen so much. She's so pretty. So yeah, totally shout-outs to Jay and Anne and Elvis and everybody else in Merlocalypse. Yes. Yeah. If you're on Argandon, look up Merlocalypse. I don't know what we'll do for you, but you can just look us up and we'll shout at you or something, I guess. I don't know, something. But yeah, the, it was totally, the dealer's room was pretty good. The dealer's room was very nice. It actually, it was actually on the same size as the 80 Boys dealer's room. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> it didn't have all the giant, like, empty areas that A Boy tends to have. It seemed like it was the same size as the dealers. It was it was thinner. It wasn't in as big of a room, but it seemed like 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 it was full. Well, yeah, I mean it was the same amount of tables, I think, or general amount of tables, but a lot less space in of the room itself. Mm. Now, while I don't buy Japanese uh, doohickeys and thingies and stuff with labels on them and plushed animals, I do buy interesting Japanese food. And I'd say their booth was the best I've ever seen. Well, I'm pretty sure that's the same guy that goes around to every place. That was WYSIWYG. They're at every anime con ever. Yeah. Like, well, their wares do vary from con to con. Well, they haven't sold a giant box of those little pandas that are filled with chocolate before in ten packs. Yes, so they have. That makes me happy. You just didn't see them. I, I, I disagree. When we go to Anyway next year, I'll show you. Well, no, I, I think I understand what Barry's saying. A lot of times I do feel like AWA does kind of get the shaft in terms of the dealer's room. Yeah, I think that, uh, I think something's happening with the AWA dealer's room. Like, I think it's something to the effect of that they're coming, it's basically the same stock that goes from convention to convention, and I think that AWA just kind of hits it right at a downtime between when they get restocked after other conventions. And so... You know, I heard from other people that while it was mostly the same vendors at NecoCon as at AWA, they had a lot more things at NecoCon uh, for I some saw, reason. I saw a much better selection at WYSIWYGs than I, I've seen at AWA. And if it is the same, then, then there's a reason. There's got to be a reason why, because it was a much bigger... I mean, in the sodas, there's little cool marble sodas. Much better, yeah, much better selection flavors. Well, I'm basing this off of AWA this year. Like... Because I buy some from WYSIWYG every year, and it was more or less the same thing they had this year between Boy and NecoCon. Oh my gosh, though, we have to tell something about something awesome. Something awesome that was discovered at the WYSIWYG store. What, tomato prints? Pumpkin sticks. Pumpkin prints. Yes. Whoa. Little pretzels 
that tastes like pumpkin. Fabulous. I'll tell you, I uh, I don't like pretzels, but I love me some tomato pretz. Is it not working? No, it's working. It was just making weird noise. Okay. Side note, freeze-dried ice cream cones? No. They weren't that bad. They, they weren't, weren't that, that bad. good. Yeah, well, they were the best thing I've had, but they weren't the worst. The, the pumpkin pretzels were the best thing ever. Like, seriously. Like, oh my gosh, I want some of those now. None of us had the balls to try the... Uh... The, the which one of those sodas were they offering? The curry ramune. The, yes, the curry, and we the other one, the the, uh, the, the wasabi ramune. I don't know. I might have gotten up the balls to try the wasabi ramune, but the curry, like oh my gosh, that was one of the most racist things I think I've ever seen come out of Japan. Like WTF Japan. Oh man, because a little picture of the guy was like this this the, racist like Indian guy on, on the bottom. Yeah, the little little Indian guy with the turban, you know, on the on the cover of the curry bottle. It was like WTF Japan for real. So I did notice some things were lacking in the dealer's room. Like, for example, I, at any way, I bought this awesome keychain that was the drill that Simon wears in Gurren Lagann. Yeah. Wasn't there at all. I saw one of those, actually, in the artist alley. Someone was selling those. And then also I noticed the uh, Gurren Lagann plushies they had for the movie. Mm-hmm. They had three of them. They were missing Nia. They were selling them for, like, 45 bucks a pop. Pay any boy, I paid 25 or 35 a pop. Yeah, I wouldn't buy that without Nia there. There's a whole table in the artist in the artist alley that was selling Gordon Lagan stuff. Probably mostly bootleg, but though I did notice that there was a lot more calendars. I think because oh nine's about to be upon us, they imported a bunch of calendars right before the end of the year. Now, what's important I saw was one of the most entrepreneurial things I've seen at anime convention, and that was the professional photo booth. Oh, to yes, they had a booth set up. Where photographers set up a back screen, lighting, and you came in and you had your cosplay. They took professional pictures of you and printed out prints, probably for an exorbitant price. Whoa, interesting. But it's a brilliant idea, Mm -hmm. and I have to congratulate them on that. There's probably a pretty penny to be made from that. I believe Bandsview does that at most conventions, too. I know they have it, but it's up in the artist alley native way. Uh, I had not seen that. I had not ever seen that before. What a mistake. I've been in it a few times. Normally what happens is they'll take the picture and put it on the web for free, but if you want actual prints, it'll cost you. Well, the costumes also were very good at NecoCon. NecoCon has some talented talented costumers. Yes. Were Uh, there a lot of non-anime costumes like in AWA? Were there a lot of Jokers? Yeah, there were a lot lot of Jokers. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were better Jokers at DragonCon than in than at AWA, but not not AWA, than at NecoCon. But, uh, yeah, a lot of jokers. But the best costumes there, seriously, the best costumes at the entire convention. I don't know if they actually won the costume contest, but they should have. It was these two little girls that were dressed up as two different uh, wonder chefs from the Tales of series. One carried a fork, and one carried a spoon, like huge forks and spoons. Awesome. And they walked around the convention holding hands. And it was the most adorable thing ever. They were either sisters or best friends, I don't know, but they were precious. Didn't we get an interview with them? We did, and we'll play it right now. So, y'all are the Wonder Chefs. Good. Good. How wondrous are you? 
You're dark. Okay. So which game is this Wonder Chefs from? Tales of Symphonia. Tales of Symphonia. Awesome. Okay, I just knew that y'all were Wonder Chefs and wanted to say hello. Hiya. Okay. While you're still here, we have a really, really awesome Zoro, and there's a Naruto a little by the way. How quickly do you think you could kill Naruto? Five or six seconds. Five or six seconds. How do you feel about Zoro just telling you, Naruto, that he could just kick your ass in five to ten seconds? No. Uh-uh. Don't think he could do it? He's a pirate. Pirates always beat ninjas. Ninjas always beat pirates. How can you say that? Do you hate God? Believe it. Believe it. All right. Oh, that Zoro, by the way. I want to add in that that Zoro was probably one of the better Zoros I think I've seen. Like, he really looked like Zoro. It was a very good Zoro. And a pretty good Naruto, actually. Like, his, his, the work he did with the swords was also very good. But when you got close, it was a little obvious that they were oversized foam swords. But when you're standing kind of far away, it did really look like how they actually draw the swords. He got the earrings right, and that was really impressive. Yeah, that's... Let's see, there's also somebody there dressed up as Sylvanas Windrunner. Yeah, yeah, for a while. Now, the woman did not actually look like Sylvanas Windrunner, as I guess it's pretty hard to have a tall elf blue body type. That's true. But the costuming was spot on. That yes. was really good. Well, what about panels? What sort of panels do you guys visit? I mean, Fortunately, missed out on a good bit of panels. I went, uh, I went to some panels, I went to some, some of the writing panels. I really found that the panels there were kind of, they were kind of, the writing panels that I went to were kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. They were not the strong point of the convention, but uh, it's my understanding that the, I also went to some of the one-on-one panels with the voice actors and with the guests and the artists, and those were always really good. Like, they mm-hmm. did, in fact, do a real good job with their guest department. I think probably the biggest weak point of NecoCon is probably going to be that their, uh, pro- that their program scheduling, it would be nicer if it ran more on tracks. Like, it had a lot of, okay, well, I'm interested in this, and so and in order to go to all of these panels, I have to go from here to here to yeah. here. <clears throat> And uh, sometimes you end up missing a panel here and there. And it really would be better if, in the future if they kind of streamlined that so that you could walk into this one room and pretty much stay in that one room if all you wanted to do was art and drawing and writing and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're not, it's not necessarily that big a problem if you're not into writing and drawing. Yeah. So who knows? It's probably also an issue of size. Mm-hmm. Like they only have like you know two or three panel rooms for everything. Yeah, that is true. They had I think two workshop rooms and then three panel rooms. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I think like kind of stuff like you know either way where they have like a dedicated cosplay tra- you know cosplay room where they do all the cosplay stuff. You yeah, know, they have dedicated panel rooms, dedicated artist workshop rooms, and other workshop rooms. Of course, then there's like DragonCon, which have the entire track system because they're huge in, among five hotels. <coughs> well, they still can't legally produce the correct number of guests. Oh, well, yeah. There was one other thing I wanted to add in. I noticed that there wasn't a lot of actual panels at NecoCon. Yeah. But all the panels ran really long. Oh, 
that reminds me. That's the one thing I wanted to add in. There were uh, there were several cosplay panels that I, I missed out on, so I can't really review on those. Uh, but I did notice something at NecoCon that I have not noticed at a convention before, and that is the creepy little dolls. There were a lot of creepy little dolls. The wall jointed one? Yeah, and a lot of photo shoots of the creepy little dolls. <laughs> and I just want to affirm that those are creepy little dolls. <laughs> they were everywhere. Like, do you know what's going on with those, Basil? It's popular. It's, um, is it Dolphin? Dolphin? There's a word for it that I can't remember. Uh, one of my friends anyway is really big into them. The Dolphin. <laughs> well, now, that's time to mention, I did go to the video game room a few times, and NecoCon has the best video game room I've ever been to an, an anime convention, ever. Wow, really? Like, well, it's also the, half of it was at the actual arcade machines, like, they had an actual, like, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike arcade machine. They had an actual Power Power machine. They had an actual Power Power machine. They had a DDR machine. They had a Dragon's Lair arcade machine. Whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, they had, you know, Street Fighter represented. They had Soul Calibur represented. They had Rock Band represented. They had pretty much every video game thing that you could, could want, except for, like, Twinkle Star sprites. Mm-hmm. And I'm weird, and only I would think of that anyways. Sadly, though, their tournament system was completely disorganized in, it, in its sign-up and, and what's going on. The, the sign-up system was fine. Uh, the only issue that we had, really, was that when it came time for the Rock Band tournament, which we all entered in, uh, we wound up waiting for, like, 30 minutes. Well, if remember, we were contestant group, like, 50, and they only had, like, 10, 10 people signed up, like, 10 slots to sign up. Oh. Yeah, but they hadn't even started yet when we went. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, we were so backlisted on every tournament we tried to join, because we were, they always had one piece of paper of, like, you want to fight in the Soul Calibur tournament, here's the first 20 spots, and then anything after that is maybe backup if someone doesn't show, and then you have two pages of people signed up signatures. I think that's pretty standard for... But the Rock Band did sort of, like, an hour, you know, later than it was supposed to, and by that point we were so hungry we decided to go eat food. Now, if you ever do go to NecoCon, there's a wonderful place you can go to that's a little off the beaten track. <gasps> yes! Look for the lobster humping the minivan. Oh, yes. What was that place called? I loved that place. It was like Captain Something's Oyster Bar. Yeah, it was like a guy's name, Oyster Bar. Captain and that's Tom. how you know it's good. Like, if, if you didn't know it was good from the giant foam lobster that they had mounted onto the back of a little truck, then you should have known that it was good by the fact that it was named some guy's name... Oyster bar. And those are the good places. Plywood ceilings. It had a giant fish tank in it that you could sit next to. You could look at the fish. As they brought you your oysters on a half shell. It was so delicious. Oh man, the oysters on a half shell were so good too. It made the oysters that I get when I go to the Gulf of Mexico look like nothing. Well, it's because we're near Maryland and that's where you can really get some good oysters and some crabs. And we were also on the East Coast, so we were near the ocean, so... Seafood's going to be really good. Oh, it was great. I wish I could remember their names so I could give them a better endorsement. But if, yeah, if you're ever at NecoCon, check out the Oyster Bar. Yeah, we told our World of Warcraft friends that we were leaving to go get something to eat, and they shortly thereafter finished up their business that they had to do and came to join us, and they said, where are you? And we told them where we were, and they are like... We've never heard of that place. 
Mind, they live in this general area, so... We were a little worried at first when they said that they'd never heard of this place, but onward we went anyway. And uh, as Anne came in, she just looked in, looked around, and then pointed to me and goes, I blame you! Why, did they have trouble finding you? Oh, no. You it's can't just the giant lobster having sex with the minivan. Truck. It's the seediest looking place in, like, miles. Uh, it's great. Pretty sure uh, it was a truck. No, it was a full van because it didn't have an open cab. Oh. That's well, the, there we go. That's not the part that caught my attention. I, I have pictures. I can prove my story. Well, we'll make use of your pictures on the website. Which reminds me, I need those pictures so we can put them up on the website. Mm-hmm. I get those. But all in all, NecoCon was a good con. It was a very good con. You could really tell that uh, the people who did all the work and put it together really cared and really did the best thing. That it really did the best thing to make a good convention. Yeah. And they weren't hyper neurotic about everything that might have been made by metal. And that's most conventions because at this point in time, there's a lot of stupid idiots out there, and they tend to act with idiots with real weapons, and they cause problems for the rest of us who aren't idiots. I didn't say real weapons, but you can't carry an umbrella in AWA right now without being accused of carrying a deadly weapon. NecoCon also, uh, NecoCon also was more of a kid-friendly con than I'm used mm-hmm. to going to. For example, like I probably couldn't have wandered down the halls of Neco- NecoCon going, Cock shit, fuck, balls, asparagus, teas, sex, butt sex, yeah! Like I can at Dragon Con. Mm -hmm. Those wonder chests were so adorable. Oh, they were so cute. But at the same time, you also didn't really want to, because that wasn't really the atmosphere that Mm. they they set up. Like, it would have been really out of place to do that. Again, unlike Dragon Con, where that's what half the people were doing anyway. Mm. Well, Dragon also tends to skew older just in general. Well, yes, yes, yes. At 2 o'clock in the morning when they're serving alcohol out in front of the panel rooms for exorbitant prices and people are sitting there drinking, that's the point when you hear someone walk down the hallway going, Shit, cock, balls, asparagus, motherfucker! Now, the Con Hotel for NecoCon did have a thing where if you got a room, they did give you some free passes to either have a complimentary breakfast or complimentary drinks in the evening. Mm. We never actually used ours, did we? No, we didn't. Oh, we couldn't wake sucks. up early enough. If we couldn't wake up early enough, and we always seemed to have something busy to do during the time when they were giving the free booze. So, oh well, but if you're of age or like breakfast, check it out. The, the, the hotel was really nice. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I wish Atlanta's crappy hotels had better, you know, were better, as good as that one. I totally had a heart attack, though, on the way back. Why? Okay. On the way back, out of nowhere, Douglas goes, You know, I think I'm having a heart attack right now. Yeah. What? And yeah. so, we, we, we pull over the first chance we got, crammed down medications down Douglas's throat, and we think it actually tried to be indigestion. But, you know... <laughs> My chest really hurt, and my left arm really hurt. Now, mine, my pulse was low, I wasn't sweating, and my heart rate didn't seem to be speed, extremely speedy or erratic or anything. It's just chest pain plus an arm ache. <coughs> and I'm also uh, way too young to be having a heart attack. But still, at the time, chest pains, left arm pain, 
heart attack. I blame the fact that I've, I've been making them watch House too much. Yes. Uh, realistically, I think it was just that I'd been in a car, I think at that point, probably for six hours. Yeah. Yeah, I'd been in a car for six hours, uh, and we had eaten basically at Wendy's. No, not Wendy's. We didn't. It was Burger King that we ate at. Yeah. We'd eaten meat all weekend, and I'm not used to that much meat. Mm. It was wonderful. Oh. Well, good thing I barely believe that meat can also be a side dish to more meat. Hey, ribs is a perfect side dish to chicken. That's the wonderful thing about Mary. It was like we just recently had our anime club Thanksgiving meal. And Barry was, of course, in charge of the meat. And he, so he brought lamb. A whole leg of it. And then our, our hostess, Esther, was like, well, I thought about doing meat, but then I realized Barry was coming, so I didn't worry about it. <laughs> hey, she's going to take the rest of that bone, carve all the rest of the meat off of it, and make it into a stew. I think my family is looking forward to Barry bringing the Hanukkah ham to Christmas. To Christmas, just so that he has something to eat. Man, I can't wait for him to make his five animal lasagna. Oh yeah, we need to schedule that. Oh, five yes, animal do. lasagna. You don't know lasagna until you've had five animal lasagna. It's true, but I guess this, at this point we have now completely veered off the topic of Mechocon. <laughs> so meat is a very important topic. So is the fact that Tales of Vesperia is awesome. Oh my god, Tales of Vesperia is so awesome. But that's a podcast for later time. Save your guessing for then. And until then, we're out. Asparagus, motherfucker! Chicken, 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 chicken